0: Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Coach and Chaos. Thank you so much for joining me. I came upon a, a quote that hung in my cousin's bedroom about 30 years ago, and I loved this quote so much, and I'd forgotten about it. And I just read it again yesterday, and it caused me to think about my cousin Marisa what an incredible example she always was to me growing up we didn't grow up near each other but we were very much very much close friends and wrote to each other back and forth in the mail and from the time that we were just young girls and she is one of the most Christ-like people i'm very blessed to have her in my life and This quote just reminded me of her and made me think about her and I need to send her a message or or something and let her know that I love her. And so if there's someone in your life that enters into your mind, it's probably maybe a prompting that they need to hear from you. This quote um, is by Dinah Marie Craik and she was an author in the 1800s. It says, the inexpressible comfort of feeling safe with a person, having neither to weigh thoughts nor measure words, but to pour them all out, just as they are, chafe and grain together, knowing that a faithful hand will take and sift them, keeping what is worth keeping, and then, with a breath of kindness, blow blow the rest away. That is a true friendship, to be able to share with someone our thoughts and not take what someone might say to us personally with a breath of kindness like the chafe and grain in the wind, that the chafe is blown away and the kernels are left, the goodness left with us. I'm reading in Ether 2, and I'm continuing my study of prayer, and I'm getting closer and closer to a very strong understanding and testimony of it. And Ether 2, he is instructing the brother of Jared and his friends and families to to go across the ocean to this land that is choice above all other lands, and of course we know that to be the Americas. but He is asking the brother of Jared, how shall you receive light? And it ends on chapter two with with just that. Therefore, what will ye that I should prepare for you that ye may have light when ye are swallowed up in the depths of the sea? And that just struck such a chord of understanding within me. It just tugged on my heart, and my mind, and my spirit as I have searched and pondered over prayer because I want to be close to my Father in Heaven. And when I read this, I thought, well, wait a second, Heavenly Father already knew, just like He already knows what we are about to ask or what we are needing, but He already knew what He could do for the brother of Jared to light the barges so that they would not sit in darkness for however long it was going to take them to cross the seas. So, when I read this, I realized that the brother of Jared needed to figure it out. He needed to seek and search. He needed to come to that understanding of his own. And we know that in in Ether 3, which I haven't read yet at this time, but I do know from my years of reading in Ether, that he talks about the stones and how if he touches the stone with his finger that it will light up. Well, Heavenly Father knew this, but he still asked, but the brother of Jared, well, therefore, what will ye that I should prepare for you that ye may have light when ye are swallowed up in the depths of the sea? There is so much to this. Heavenly Father asks him, what can I do to give you light? and it was left to the brother of Jared to figure it out. So this was actual light that he was asking him, but what about metamorphically in our lives? What can our father in heaven do to give us light? And of course we pray to him and seek for revelation so that the windows of heaven would be open and light and understanding will enter in, but we first have to study it out. I was reminded on Sunday when I had to give a lesson in Relief Society about the fall of Adam and Eve. And I went to Genesis 3 and I reread that just this morning. And we have not been able to be in the temple for several months. And it's it's causing me to feel such, such sorrow. I long to be in the temple. I will never take it for granted. I am currently a, an ordinance worker. I work on sat- Saturday mornings. And I have missed it, and I want to return. And I am envious of anybody who, who gets to go into the temple for live ordinances or sealings of, of marriages or children to, to parents. I am quite envious of those who get that opportunity, that invitation. I don't know anyone in my life right now that's experiencing any one of these occasions. But I read Genesis 3. And I was taken right into the temple in my mind. So if you are like me and you long to be in the temple, read Genesis 3. And it will come into your mind and you will feel drawn to the temple and you will feel closer to it. But I was sharing a part of Genesis 3 because um, I had had some learning and some understanding a few months ago. And during my lesson, this... Came into my mind and prompted me to share that when Adam and Eve fell after the serpent convinced her that she should partake of the fruit ye shall not surely die and Eve partook partake partook of the fruit and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and tree to be desired to make one wise she took of the fruit and did eat and gave unto her husband. And so Heavenly Father calls out to them and and says, where art thou? And Adam appears and he says, I hid myself, I was naked. And this is the part that I absolutely love after Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father rebukes them and casts them out of the garden and gives them instructions for their life. Jesus Christ said to his Father in heaven, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. It was after Adam and Eve fell and were escorted out of the garden that Jesus looks to Father and says, Look, they can now become one of us. And they are gods. They are our gods. They are our, our, our savior, our father in heaven. And I had such a realization that the only way that we can become gods is to experience the fall to experience this mortal life so that we can become like them. And I, I just really imagined this, this Heavenly Father and Jesus standing there discussing these two wayward children after partaking of the fruit and being cast out of the garden that our Savior was actually joyful and He looked at Father and said, Look, they can become like us. So whenever we are experiencing struggle and trial it is for our benefit and our learning and it is through prayer that we surrender and we reach out to our Father and plea for help. So I'm reading in How to Obtain Revelation and Inspiration for Our Lives from April 2012, Richard G. Scott. He gives He gives wonderful instruction on how we can receive revelation. One of the great lessons that each of us needs to learn is to ask. Why does the Lord want us to pray to Him and ask? Because very simply, that is how revelation is received. And so he gives examples of what he does himself or what he did himself when he was on this earth. When I am faced with a very difficult matter, this is how I try to understand what to do. I fast. I pray to find and understand scriptures that will be helpful. This process is cyclical. He does this over and over and over again through every matter in his life that is perplexing to him or he needs to have direction in He says, I began reading a passage of scripture. I ponder what the verse means and pray for inspiration. I then ponder and pray to know if I have captured all the Lord wants me to do. And he says that his spirituality grows stronger. And he explains that spirituality and revelation is halted if we are in an environment of haughtiness pride, conceit, live in, live upon stony ground, it will never produce revelation. Because humility is a fertile soil where spirituality and revelation produces the fruit of inspiration to know what to do. It gives us access to divine power to, co- to accomplish what must be done. If we are perplexed, if we are confused about our direction, I am going to do better, I'm going to read and fast and seek the scriptures with greater intensity upon exactly that which I need to have direction upon. An individual who is arrogant or lets his or her emotions influence decisions will not be powerfully led by the Spirit. As we continue to live in righteousness, we will always be prompted to know what to do but sometimes the discovery of what action to take may require significant effort on our part. And he explains that you will be prompted to know what to do as you meet the conditions for such divine guidance in your life, namely obedience to the commandments of the Lord. So I'm struggling with something right now that is requiring me to apologize, but it's requiring me to apologize for something that I felt very right, very just in my doing in asking someone to leave my home because of their behavior outrageous and disrespectful, and I'm yet asked to apologize because I asked them to leave. So at first I was really stunned and offended by this because their behavior was what warranted my asking them to get out, that they needed to leave immediately. But it is now requiring me to apologize to them in order for them to be back in my life. And I want them back in my life. So I am struggling with this right now about taking the higher road so as I take the higher road, what does that teach them? But that's none of my business. So I am working through this and I will I will return and let you know how that turns out because when we hold grudges or we withhold apologies or if we hold forgivenesses, then we are actually keeping ourselves in a prison and we are actually keeping that person between ourselves and the lord and i did not learn that on my own i learned that in relief society on our lesson on sunday that a wonderful sister chimed in and said that as we hold on to grudges and and withhold forgiveness or apologies that that we are keeping that grudge that grudge and that lack of forgiveness or those apologies between ourselves and that person That is actually what's keeping us from ourselves and our Father in Heaven to draw closer to Him. We will halt our progression because we are holding on to something that we have to let go. Relationships can be so difficult. But through this process of trying to be more like our father in heaven, that they can actually be strengthened. And so that is what I'm seeking to do. I am seeking to have divine guidance and revelation in my life. And so this trial that I'm experiencing right now is difficult. But what I want, even more greater than this difficulty, is for my father to help me in my life. That inspiration will be flowing in greater degree because I have no enmity toward another man or woman. So giving into emotions such as hurt or anger or defensiveness will drive away the Holy Ghost, says. Elder Scott. These emotions must be eliminated or our chance for receiving revelation is slight. So, as I sit here and I think about what I need to share with you today, I am pleading with my Heavenly Father to help me through this. And yet, there is this very large, looming, disastrous relationship in my life right now that I need to take it upon myself to correct. Otherwise, I don't know that it will ever be corrected. And and Heavenly Father will show them their ways. That's not up to me. And withholding an apology, even though I don't believe it's warranted on my part, withholding an apology when it's required, because if I say, I forgive you, that's only going to cause them to be even more angry because they feel justified in for their outburst and their outrageous behavior when they got upset about something happening. Heavenly Father will show them their ways but in the meantime it must be up to me to correct my ways. So what can I do? And I need to trust in this process. I need to trust in the process. An enemy to revelation comes from exaggeration or loudness in what is not careful and quiet speech, and this will also favor the receipt of revelation, such as gossiping or continuing on in the story of how something happened in our lives to continue to relive it and hash it out with others around us and gathering our posse. That is not going to give us revelation on how we should proceed with our our lives. It becomes an enemy. Spiritual communication can be enhanced, can be enhanced if we give sway to the promptings of the Spirit. He suggests that exercise and reasonable amounts of sleep and good eating habits increase our capacity for revelation. And so sometimes when we are hurt and we are angry and we are upset, we feel justified to eat. We feel justified to sleep longer than what is necessary. We feel justified to, to laze around and to be angry and to not take care of ourselves. And then that causes us to feel even greater in our anguish because we're not taking care of our bodies. He says it is important that our daily activities do not distract us from listening to the Spirit. And of course, he points out that scriptures give eloquent confirmation of how truth consistently lived opens the door to inspiration to know what to do where needed and to have spiritual capacities enhanced by divine power. The scriptures depict how an individual's capacity to conquer difficulty, doubt, and seemingly insurmountable challenges is strengthened by the Lord in time of need. He says, as you ponder such examples, there will come a quiet confirmation through the Holy Spirit that their experiences are true. You will come to know that similar help is available to you. So as I have turned to the scriptures what is blaringly important in my life and it is to heal relationships right now and I am being directed through the scriptures as to how I can greater receive light and how I can become even closer to my father in heaven and and to ultimately become even as he is a God. But I I can't do that if I'm holding on to anger. Holding on to, well, they did this to me. Small Small mindedness and the natural man is going to keep me from being closer to my Father in Heaven. I am so grateful for my learning this morning. I'm so grateful for these reflections. My sister-in-law sent me a wonderful talk about attributes that were was in a talk, a conference talk, October 2020. And it's bringing it to my mind to go back and read and preach my gospel about attributes and find one that I am particularly needing to enhance and to develop. And through this process, I can draw closer to my Savior because I am seeking Him out and trying to be more like Him. And so I will, I will read and I will study that and I will share that with you. And I will let you know how things turn out in this relationship that is strained in my life right now. Please pray for me. That I will have the courage to do what is right. Even though it feels justified that asking them to leave what was, was right but I have offended them. I have hurt them. And I need to fix that. And their fixing will come on their own through revelations and guidance through our Father in Heaven. And that part is not my, my deal. It's not my doing. It's not my business. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Coaching Chaos. If you appreciate my words and my work and my thoughts and reflections, please share this so that you and I can help one more person come closer to Christ. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you next time.